My brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey, just a walking stick. No food, no sack, no money in the belts. They were, however, to wear sandals and not a second tunic. He said to them, whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave. Whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake off the dust off your feet in testimony against them. So they went off and preached repentance. The twelve drove out many demons, and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. So in today's gospel, Jesus gives the disciples the authority, the authority to go out and preach repentance. And there they go. They went out, all 12 of them. They split into twos, all into six groups, two by two, with a friend, because they couldn't do it alone. They needed the help of one another to go out on this new mission that Jesus sent them on. Mission means to be sent. So he sends them out with a little bread, no food, no bag, no money, no, really nothing, just sandals, sandals and a walking stick. And he wanted them to trust. He wanted them to trust in the people that he would, they would meet and they would hear some resistance. But they, he said, just trust in being with these people that you are going to now start to minister to. And then preach repentance and do acts of mercy to the broken. Do acts of mercy to the sick. We're called to do the same as the first 12. It wasn't easy for them, and it's really not easy for us. And I think one of the things that we have the biggest problem with is repentance, our view of repentance. Because that often gets us in the way. Guilt, constant worrying about being perfect, feeling bad and dwelling on where we fail and how we fail. Real repentance begins when we take hold of what we've done wrong and let it go and move on, move beyond the actions that we took and change our ways, change our direction, moving towards a new way of being centered in God and not being centered on ourselves. We experience that real repentance when we move to a place where it's more about God and less about us. One of the things I like to do is I love to read. And the summer is one of those kind of times that I just love to just go down. I live near Minot Beach. I just go down there and I pull into books. And I'm reading two books. And I know, Father, you know this guy personally, Greg Boyle. He came to the Abbey, what, about two months ago, right? So, Barking to the Choir and Tattoos of the Heart. Now, I know those titles would be like, what kind of books are these? But these are books of a Catholic priest who works in Los Angeles. He started Homeboy Industries. And what he did is he built up small businesses of bakeries, of restaurants, of printing shops, 
And they're all staffed by people on the margins. People struggling with recovery, ex-cons, ex-gang members, people who have gone in a different direction, but in a way, they seek a new way. They seek a way of getting past what they've done wrong and seeking mercy and repentance. Now, repentance and repent means, out of the Greek translation, means to go beyond the mind we have. So I want you to just think, go beyond the mind we have. Because when we're there and we're doing it our way, often that's not the way of God. Going beyond the mind we have, because we're, we're, we're not perfect, we're human. What Father Greg writes in one of the books is that he says when we move away from a place where we're judging, competing, comparing, and dwelling on our fears, that's not a great place. But when we move to a place that's bigger and better, a place where he says we seek a better God than who we have, a better God than who we have. Because if we settle for the God that judges and is vindictive and small, that's not a good place. Because God's larger than life. We heard it in the Psalms. God brings kindness and justice and peace. From our second reading, we hear about that larger than life God. He lavishes us. I love that word. He lavishes us with grace. And through Jesus, adopts us as his own children, as his beloved children. That's the God we have. That is the God that's here, right now, right here. There's no need to wait for the kingdom of God or salvation or paradise, whatever word or image of heaven that you want to use, because it's here, right here, and right now. So here's the story from Father Greg. Now, Father Greg, he gives homilies at detention centers in Los Angeles. And he talks about a reflection that he did where Jesus is hanging on the cross between two others. You might know the story from Good Friday. And he promises one of them that in this day, this day, you will be with me in paradise. So he's speaking to the 17-year-old trainee at Homeboy. He's just right out of probation camp. His name is Fabian. And although he's just 17, he has adult issues, adult responsibilities. Although he's still in high school, he has a girlfriend. And he has, from that girlfriend, he has an infant son. He's worked very hard to stay away from his previous life as a gang member. So Fabian, Fabian remembers the message of that homily that he gave. And he gives it back to him in a story, in an experience. And he wanted to share it with Father Greg. A lot of the people that, that Father Greg ministered to just call him G. It's kind of like he builds up that kinship with them. It's not Father up on a, on a pedestal. It's, it's G. He's right there, in there. He's right there next to them. So he says, hey, G, as he sits there in front of his office in, in the chair, he says, G, I had a paradise sighting. A paradise sighting. Yesterday, I was taken on a ride by God to paradise. So he got Father G's attention, and he wanted to hear more. 
I'm going to have to clean up um, the language from the book because, so you'll have to use your imagination where I've cleaned it up, but because he's a former game member and he speaks that way. So that's the way he speaks. And a lot of times in the book, Father G talks right back with them, says he's, he doesn't want to have, he wants to be right there with them. And I think that's a, a message for us. So he says, so here's how Fabian tells the story. He says, I drove my lady in my junk box car over to school to drop off a late assignment. I, we fought the whole darn time. Petty stuff. But we didn't stop the whole time. She just argued, and I argued back. And then she gets up and gets out, drops the thing at the school, and then she gets back in the car, and they fight all the way home. Constant, non-stop, small stuff, stuff that doesn't matter. And then this noise comes from the hood of the car, and he sees smoke. The smoke starts to pour out. Now they're on the freeway. So they get off the freeway, they go down off the off-ramp, and, and as the car is dying, I don't know if you've been, I've, I've been in some of these cars I've had, where you just pray that it's going to make it. So it's rolling off the freeway. He has to get out and push the car because it had completely died. And then it took three full hours for the tow truck to arrive. And then pausing the story, he gets his words together, but he really has just one word to say. He says, he just simply nods and says, in a tender word, in a tender way, he says, paradise. Father Greg's lost. Like, how could what you're describing be paradise? Fabian says, C, G. For three hours, we talked, and we made a point not to fight. And we told one another how grateful we were for one another in our lives, to have each other in our lives. How grateful we were to have a child that we loved very much. How grateful we are to just living life. We talked. Fabian smiles and broadens and he gets fixed. The, the smile doesn't go away and he says, yeah, it was paradise. Paradise, it's, it's not a place that awaits our arrival because paradise is a place that we have arrived. It's right here. It's a place that we're already in. So the question is, is are we going to recognize that? Are we going to see through all the distractions that we have paradise? Will we see, when we leave here today, probably many chances that we have Many places that are right in front of us that is an opportunity to experience paradise. Are we going to repent 
and move beyond our minds? Are we going to see a God who's not small, not vindictive, not judgmental? He's a God that loves us unconditionally, no matter what we do. Are we open to be taken on a ride by God to paradise? of me. 